Welcome back to Things of Gold, a snarky puppy podcast by Storm Sound and Osiris Media. My name is Ryan Storm. And I'm Megan Glyona. And we're back today for episode seven of the series. We are heading all the way down to Uruguay for today's episode, December 20th, 2017, Montevideo. I think I pronounced that properly. In nice Uruguay. job, Ryan. Thank Montevideo, you. Uruguay. I want to go there. I looked at the map. It's like just kind of east and a little south of Buenos Aires, like right across that little kind of inlet where a river feeds into the Atlantic Ocean. It's right at the bottom, like beachside town. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about this in the last episode. Uh, it's a shame that this episode wasn't coming out a few weeks ago because they were in this exact venue a few weeks they ago. They played in this venue. Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah, they just wrapped up uh, their South American tour uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they are hitting the U.S. and Canada again starting next week. And two weeks from the day before this episode is released – I get to see Snarky Puppy again, and I get to sleep in my own bed after the show, which never happens, and I'm so excited about it. That's going to be really exciting, and I'm excited to hear about how the show is. Yes. I I can't wait. Um, you know, excited to see whether we're going to keep getting all Empire Central tunes or if they're going to start loosening up a little bit, um, but of course, that is a story for later. Today, we are here. We are excited. This is the penultimate show for us of the Culture Vulture era of the band uh you know we've got this episode we've got episode eight and then we'll be moving into the immigrants era which of course just like with this album we will be doing a live listen and reaction uh with myself and megan because megan has not heard immigrants before uh and so stay tuned for information on that that will be in the next couple of weeks very exciting yeah you can watch us do our chair dancing yeah little little grooving, you know <laughs> Shoulders moving, et cetera. Exactly. So Megan, of course, as always, set the table here, set the scene. Tell me about this venue. Yeah, so La Trastienda in Montevideo. Is that how you say it? I don't know. In Montevideo, Europe. I said. Montevideo. Um, is interesting. Like Ryan said, they just played there in May on their Empire Central tour. It's a capacity of like 780. It opened in 2008, and it's actually an offshoot of a club with the same name in Buenos Aires. And it just looks like a beautiful town. And the club is kind of, it looks like a club. It's There's all one level, and there's a little balcony too. And it looks like you can kind of choose how you want to set it up. But it looks pretty intimate. A lot smaller. Yeah, 780. Place. I know they play pretty big venues in South America. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played in like, it looked like um, in Argentina, it looked like they played like half a soccer stadium. Or, or something. Wow. It looked like it looked like a pretty big, uh, pretty big space they played. So it's cool to see them, you know, travel elsewhere in the world and play venues that are like four times the size that they play in in you know North America. I mean, I think that bands must love to do that. I feel like you know when Fish was able to do that in the '90s and play in like Japan or play in Europe and play those small venues. It's such a different feeling and such a different vibe. And I think it it gives something to the band that they don't usually get when they have to play these giant arenas. So I think it's cool that this band can still do that, can kind of go to far off places and play in small clubs. It must be, this sound must be really intense in a small club. Yeah. I can't imagine hearing this binky in a small club. Uh, it would be, it would be interesting for sure. This is also, this takes place like at the end of, um, at the end of 
like a really long touring year for them. You know, they played 78 mm. shows in 2017, which I guess they played 120 shows in 2019. So I guess that's that's not that many shows. But they went all over the world. You know, they started at the beginning of the year, um, Australia, New Zealand, Japan, uh, through Europe, through North America, through Europe again, I think, and then back to North America in the fall. And then they wrapped up uh, with this South American tour uh, in December, a whole bunch of shows uh, are lineup for this show. We've got Michael League on bass, of course, Bob Lanzetti on guitar, Sean Martin on keyboards, Bill Lawrence on keyboards, Justin Stanton on keyboards and trumpet, Mike Maz Maher on the trumpet and flugelhorn, Chris Bullock on the tenor sax and flute, Jason J.T. Thomas on drums, and Marcelo Wolowski on percussion, because it's South America. You've got to have the home continent boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is also the first time we've had Sean back in the lineup since episode one, which is really interesting. It's just so interesting to me. We were talking about this before we went live, and he sounds kind of so quintessential snarky puppy to me that it's interesting that we haven't heard him in a few episodes. Well, we've also had a couple of versions of Sleeper so far, and this is the first one where we're hearing it as it's meant to be uh, with the talk box, which it's also uh, the opener of the show. Uh, you know, diving right on in. This never happens. Like, a Sleeper is... Oh, really? Yeah, Sleeper is a closer. It's an encore song. It does not get put in the opener slot. Um, I don't know how many times this has happened. If This is the only one, but I do know that it is exceptionally rare. Um, and I love it. I, I love yeah. kind of switching it up. You know, there are a couple shows from 2015 where they opened with What About Me or Shofakan, right? Like, so... I'd love to see the set list uh, mixed up like this. You know, it, it's really cool to see this at the top of the list. And, you know, pretty short sleeper, no no breakdowns or anything like that. No no extended sections, but, you know, it's a great song. I love it when a band does something like that, takes a song that's usually played in a certain spot and switches it up. That's one of my favorite things when, when Fish does that and lots of other bands too. It just keeps people interested and keeps people kind of guessing. And also, I think, just totally changes the the vibe of the show. And this song's great. It starts out really mellow and vibey, and then it just gets cooking, like, right away. And yeah. now it makes me want to go back and listen to other versions because the talk box is so good. It's hard to, like, imagine this song without it now. But the drumming and the percussion in this song just keep it moving at such a great pace. I really like this as an opener. Yeah, and this kind of sets the tone for the show, too. You know, kind of a laid-back mm. opener, and the whole show has a real laid-back vibe. Things feel a little yes. bit slower, a little bit more relaxed, not as aggressive as we've heard um, in the past. And I think that's also in in the, in this lineup. You know, there's no like no Sean is not playing a real organ. You know, you hear the organ pop mm. up here and there, but it's like a thinner like keyboard emulated organ. Um, you know, there's no Bobby on clav. Uh, there's a lot of like synth pads, and you know, with the the song choices as well, there's a lot more mellow sections. Um, yeah, so, that surprised know. me because I'm used to them having kind of such a big monster sound and having that like super high energy, high funk. And so it's interesting to hear them play a show that's that's a different vibe. And I think it works. It's totally different though. And it definitely stood out to me as well. And it's it's mellow until the last song. And yeah, then it's not exactly. Um, but, you know, we'll get to that. They save it all for the end. Yes. Our next song here, we've got White Cap coming out. I love this this kind of extended intro a little bit michael doing that weird spacey bass thing that he does i don't know how he does it but i know it's michael yeah it sounded really it's different cool. to me this intro 
Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, there's that layering of the keyboards. You know, you have Sean, Bill, and Justin all layering in like electric pianos and synths on here. You know, again, no clav, um, you know, not really organ to start. Um, and then he comes in with it. Um, but it's great. You get some early on in the song, you get some nice harmonization on the horn lines by Sean on his Moog, um, which sounds really, really cool. And then the roads break, which is like my favorite part of this song every single time. And Bill, you know, Bill. jumps in on the texturing a little bit uh in this break as well um it's just a lot of a lot of amazing interplay in this white cap you know michael michael and bill are going back and forth uh on the next sort of vamp break uh if you will um but it, it it's it's awesome it's a great great white cap yeah i really like it too that there's this clean flugel solo in it i think that you know, he's great at doing effect solos, obviously, too. But when you hear him play clean, it's really nice. And the drums under it are just so tight. Yeah. It's so good. They're just like – they just sound so kind of contained and kind of – yeah, there's just no other word. It's just tight. It sounds so good. I really love it. And, yeah, I love at the end, Michael is – he can really speak Spanish. He can't – like it's like very, really, very fluent. Yeah, like it's real Spanish. It's not someone – like, you know, a lot of the times you hear musicians and they're like – struggling to say like it's like hola yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly they're like oh you know muchas gracias you know it sounds like awful but this is unbelievable like his accent's great he's really well he lives in spain now so it doesn't, doesn't make sense um yeah. <laughs> th this is this is also cool um because that maz takes the solo on like a clean flugelhorn yeah right um which you don't hear as much as something like this. You know, you we, we've heard before on Whitecap, we heard uh, in episode one, we heard Jay Jennings take it on trumpet, which was like a pretty aggressive sounding solo. Um, we heard, you know, Bullock take a solo on this song with like effects and stuff. And so this one feels mostly clean. You know, he throws in a little bit of effects here and there. Uh, but it's interesting to hear in the background kind of what Justin's doing, because in this lineup, this is one of the rare episodes we have in this series where there's a three keyboard lineup um, with Justin and Bill together, which means Justin's keyboard rig is just a profit synthesizer. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't have anything crazy. Like even when we heard him, just him and Bill um, in episode five, uh, he had a mini Moog as well. And so here is just him, one keyboard and his trumpet. And so he's playing a lot more trumpet um, in this show because there are Sean and Bill covering a lot of the keyboard uh, sonic space, which is, it's, it's, it's interesting to listen for when he's doing that. So, you know, during Maz's solo, he's backing up Bullock's kind of horn stabs in here, um, filling out the sound a little. But it, it's cool to kind of look at the differences there. It's so cool that he can go between playing keyboards and horns. Yeah, I mean, that's like, just a, like, like a moment's notice, too. I know. It's just incredible. Oh, wow. 
And sometimes he does them both at once because, you know, he's that cool. <laughs> next level. Yeah. Uh, then we get Gemini up next. Uh, this one, I like this outro solo. Sean uses this very elastic sounding synth, um, which is, I know it's not the Moog. It's uh, whatever I know. When they're in South America, they fly from gig to gig. Uh, and so they don't, you know, have the same gear at every gig. So it's whatever bigger keyboard he had at that one. Um, but, you know, I know he likes this patch a lot. Uh, you know, you hear it pop up a bunch, but it's a very, very gentle sound. And, and, and it is, it's elastic sounding. That's like the best um, adjective I could come up with for it. It's, it feels very bouncy, stretchy. It's kind of like it's floating on the surface. Like it doesn't feel like it's attached to anything really. Yeah. Just really cool. I love this song. It's just such a great song. I love the composition. Yes. I love the spacey sections. I just love how it gets like, and they've got like the little like harmonizing and humming and it just has like a, I guess singing kind of, It's it just has a cool vibe to it and I really love it. I think this has definitely become one of my favorite Snarky Puppy songs. Sweet. And then... Moving into grown folks here, um, very laid back still. You know, sometimes like in the last episode, we heard the bonus track six four seventeen grown folks, very aggressive version, very fast. Yeah. You know, Bobby just going in on the solo. This one very laid back. You know, tempo's a little slower. Um, the solo takes its time a lot more. Bullock uh, takes it clean at first. You know, very slow build, um, and then he gets into the effects when they get into that that second vamp thing but it's a very very patient solo and it's it's this whole show is permeated by this like very relaxed vibe which i wonder if it was purposeful you know it's the last show of the tour and i think their last show of the year um you know maybe they're a little bit tired like who who knows what was going and maybe on maybe the smaller venue you know maybe like you know when you're in a smaller venue you don't have to you know push that big sound so maybe that right. affected it as well be curious to find out, but yeah, the funky intro to the song, just, I really liked it. And when, you know, they're getting into that kind of like solo, it's just when Bullock is doing his solo, there's just a sense of like mystery and intrigue to it with the effects. And it gets like, then it just builds up to this like super dramatic, high sounding kind of feeling. And then there's just this monster sound when the riff comes back in. And it's like, in these kinds of shows or moments when they are getting quieter or more laid back, when you do hear that full, like, four snarky puppy sound, it's just, it just hits right. Indeed it does. <laughs> um, and then we get some nice uh, harmonization with Justin and Maz doing, you know, the, the horn lines towards the end, um, you know, doing that thing that a lot of the members do when they're in the solo and there's like a horn line like that where they, are, they will weave their solo around the horn line or harmonize with it or do something cool. Um, so so nice. it's always cool to hear how it's approached by different members. And El Saxo. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I found it funny. Uh, it's just 
saxophone in Spanish, and it's not really funny. Uh, and I'm sorry if I offend any Spanish speakers by saying well, that. Well, no, it's but... kind of like when I was in French class in high school and I wouldn't know the word, I'd just be like, la, you know, like. Right, okay, Instead yeah. of like, it's you like just like L put saxophone. that in front of it. Right, <laughs> you're like, yeah, exactly. You're like, la tabla, even though that might be it. But, you know, instead of like the table, like you just put a la in front of it and add like an uh at the end, and then maybe it's the word, you know? That would be always Fair like enough. my go-to, yeah. <laughs> but el saxo apparently is really it, so. Mm-hmm. There we go. And we forgot to mention uh, Bob Lanzetti on the outro doing his thing. Uh, you know, we've heard in the last few grown folks that we've listened to, that straight ahead Bob Lanzetti rock and roll vibe. So good. Always a good time. I know. I feel like you really need that too because I feel like sometimes it's a nice counterpoint to the kind of jazzy feel. Right, and g- gave it a little, give it a little shot in the arm uh, on <laughs> the outro after the you know very relaxed first solo, um, and then this is probably my what. That's true. It's not my favorite part of the show. It's one of my favorite parts of the show. I just have a lot yeah, of favorite parts too. that are coming up. Um, this intro to 34 Klezma, you've got special guest Federico Nathan. Uh, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that name uh, on violin. Um, and before jumping right into the song, he and Bill just take a few minutes, get acquainted. Uh, and wow. Ugh, like it's incredible. I just, I just threw this on before we hit record uh, as well. Like I, I wanted to listen to it again and it's just, Oh, it, it's it just, a beautiful... it, it feels so good. Yeah, I mean, well, because Bill's on the piano and it just, he's playing a really kind of like dramatic piano, like solo. Like, yeah. And then the violin is so emotional and piercing and just has an edge to it that feels really unsettling. I mean, one of the things I love about anybody that plays strings with Snarky Puppy, they play them really intensely. Like there's just this, they're so good and there's so much emotion in them and it's unlike anything I've heard. I don't listen to a lot of classical music anymore. I used to listen to more when I was in college, but I don't now. And I think that like hearing a violin play with that much emotion is, is it's really, it sticks with you. It, it like wakes you up. You know, you're not going to be like listening to this and not paying attention to it. Right. Whoa. Yeah. yeah it's big ripping sound. And yeah. For anyone yeah. curious that that is not Zach Brock. That yeah. Is, is a special guest, but it, it fits. I mean, you know, it's that klezmer vibe. It's the klezmer sound. Yeah. Uh, it's really you know, cool. Jewish music wins. Yeah, absolutely. This is like the best version of like I was in Fiddler on the Roof in high school, and I was this in Fiddler is on like, the Roof in middle school. You were? I was the see? rabbi. Oh, nice. Yeah, see, this is like what I wish we were dancing to in that show. You know, like right. I wish we were like dancing to this kind of Jewish music. Yeah, like if your high school had Snarky Puppy as the as the band, the backing band. <laughs> yeah, I, for the man, school I, play. <laughs> That would have been incredible, but it's so like joyful and life affirming. It's like L'chaim, right? 
Yeah, which is it's also really cool to compare different versions of this song from different eras. There's a really good one uh, from ten, nope, nine, thirteen, fifteen, I believe. Okay, I'm gonna uh, from New to Orleans. Uh, it's a really good one. Um, no Bill on that one. Justin's on keys, and it's not piano; it's Rhodes. Um, oh, wow. And Bob takes the solo on this one, and it's like a ripping guitar solo. Oh, um, I want to hear that. Very aggressive, that. much faster. So. I, I would encourage people to go check that version out. That's also a great show. Um, but yeah, interesting to, you know, always interesting to juxtapose different versions of different songs against each other. Yeah. One of the best things about this band, I think. Yes. That's why this podcast exists. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got Palermo. Um, this one is cool to me because this song, you know, you have that very expansive movie soundtrack feel to it, but Bob solo in the middle does this, you know, his like fuzz craziness to it, which is the exact opposite of the song's usual vibe. Mm, yeah. I really feel like there's a big energy shift when this song came on. I feel like it almost would have been better, like maybe before, before 34 Plasma. Yeah. yeah. So that like you could kind of like, it would still be considered like more towards the beginning or the middle of the show. I think it takes like a dip in the energy. Um, and the yeah. ending clapping solo, it's just it just doesn't feel as like um, electric as it usually does when the crowd is clapping at a snark snarky puppy show. It usually feels like edge of your seat, and this just doesn't feel like that. That's fair. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a slower tune for sure. Yeah, uh, and you know, with without a crazy huge peak to it, so it's interesting. I yeah. do think, yeah, this song definitely would have been better before Thirty Four Klezma, you know, because then you would have the. Klezma, what about me? Shofakan, Binky, to end the yes. show. And then, yeah, you know, yes, please. Gravy there. Uh, but let's move on to this What About Me, because I love this What About Me. Mm -hmm. it, you know, if people are listening to this podcast, it's episode seven. People know I love a What About Me, and I love a layered keyboard What About Me. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy, is this a layered keyboard What About Me. <laughs> Bill uh, on the solo. Amazing, amazing work uh, from JT as well, playing off of uh, Bill's solo. You know, JT has a very, very light touch towards the beginning. His bill is just layering these Mellotron, like, string pads, um, you know, adding in the roads very slowly and gradually as JT starts ramping up the intensity a bit. Uh, man, the, the, the beginning of it is so good. One part 
too, there's like these soundscapes and like resonating like washes from I guess the synths and then there's just like this sharp percussion over it and the beat is so good. It's like hypnotic and driving. It just really reminded me of what I loved first about this band. Like it brought me back to like the first show that we listened to, just this incredible drumming and percussion that just like pulls you in and just gets it like a it's grip on you and like does not let you go. Like that's what I like first fell in love with about this band. And I feel like I heard that in this version. Yes. Justin comes in a little bit, comes into play on the What About Me as he loves doing so much when other people are soloing, which, you know, I love too. You know, that mm-hmm. you got you add a new wrinkle to it. There's another layer of music, more interplay, uh, and it's great. And you know, Marcelo really blew me away with as soon as they get into the like the vamp of the solo, um, he just comes right in on the percussion, adding a layer. It's it's amazing. It's it's fast. It's in your face. And here's where the energy of the show really picks up and then doesn't yeah. let up from here. Absolutely. I mean, this is the ending of the song is like so strong. It's just, it's great. I think this is kind of what they needed to kind of like kick them into the last like quarter of the show. Yeah. Although the 100%. spinky's really long. So it's not really. Like- <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It normally it would be like, Oh, you know, second last song of the set, like, you know, probably got 20 minutes left in the show. Exactly. Like, no, you got, you know, 45. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, you know, not every show has a half hour long binky to close, but we're not there yet. Uh, you know, maybe shout out it to Jay- should, though. <laughs> maybe <laughs> it should. I wouldn't complain. I personally would not complain. Shout out to JT for this amazing drum solo here. You know, you get a cool kind of mix between the key bass and the regular bass, bass line during the drum solo. Justin and Michael are both doing it, or I assume it's Justin here because it's usually him uh, when it's keys. Uh, but then we move into Shofakan, you know, pretty standard version here. Uh, you know, nice Justin drum, uh, drum, nice Justin trumpet solo, nice drum solo. Sean doing some little antics, uh, you know, peppering in a little bit of, a little bit of Moog bass in there, a smidge, if you will. Yeah, this this ending drum solo is so fast. It's like switching tempos so quickly, like yeah. on a dime. It's just unbelievable. And Sean's doing those like little stabs. It sounds really cool i think the ending of this song is my favorite part of it it's really cool yeah oh yeah i mean 100 percent. i i hope you know i hope they play that uh when i see them in a couple of weeks i'm looking for a shofakan but also you know looking for a quartermaster first and foremost Oof. yeah like a big long crazy funky quartermaster if it's six minutes i will be happy you'll still Um, be happy you know not that i wouldn't be like you know like on the floor, like passed out if they played a 20 minute quartermaster. But you know, come on, Snarky Puppy, do that, make yeah, it happen. Please. Let's see Ryan lose his mind. Come on, yeah. Not that I'm not going to lose my mind anyway, show. <laughs> but anyway, it's time for the main event of this episode. Yeah, uh, absolutely. this is like this thing is insane. The first time I heard it, I was like, what, like, you know. When you when you see these shows on livesnarky.com, it doesn't tell you how long every song is. Mm. Um, and so in the show description, you know, Michael's like, for the second encore, Binky gets solos from Bullock and Moz before spiraling into very, very long, unplanned medley dictated by Sean. Who else? The yeah. band circles back around and closes things out. Two hours of music to wrap up a two-week trip. So, you know, he kind of like is like, it's a very, very long medley. And that could meet, you know, it could be like 20 minutes, whatever. And I, I, I got the show, I downloaded it and I like loaded it onto my computer and I looked at the timestamp for the first time. And I was like 32 minutes. 
Oh boy. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so th- this, this song right here is the reason why I picked this show for this podcast. Um, and I picked it before, you know, you developed an incredible love for the song Binky. So yeah, that's awesome. Go this me. is definitely my favorite snarky puppy song being yes. number one for sure yes. mm-hmm. and you know we get it get a nice michael bass intro here always oh, good god like right away he's like this is gonna be juicy like you can just hear it like he's laying it down the drums are laying it down like right away it's so good in the beginning yeah and then you know pretty standard first part of the song the bullock solo and the Moz solo are always amazing um laying on the synths mm. during Moz's solo as it just like gradually gets bigger and bigger and bigger uh and more aggressive and it's just that that second section of binky is so incredible oh my god this is like the monster sound the percussion going bananas this is the energy like i expect from snarky puppy and it feels like it we had it at moments during the show but then they just kind of like saved it all for the encore and like blasted it out and i have to say when i saw them in april that was the energy throughout the whole show like they were just giving it so hard so it's so interesting to hear a show that's great but just totally different energy level and then to hear them bust out this binky that just is like this full full intense driving song it's it's exciting this is yeah. an insane way to end the show yeah and so you know going into the outro obviously sean steps in you know the we want the funk jam is pretty standard fare for binky you know it happens Pretty frequently, they, there's a really big 24-minute version uh, from Bogota from the week before um, that might get covered on this podcast at some point in the future. Um, <laughs> that's also a great show. Um, and we heard it in episode two uh, in the Birmingham one, this, this We Want the Funk vibe. Of course, Sean wasn't in that show, uh, so there was no singing. But there was singing here. Um, you know, Sean immediately takes control after this. He's like, all right, like, if we go I'm in, hungry. I got to go all the way in. Like, you know. So good. He's like, y'all want to have a party tonight? I mean, this is like when they started laying into that, right before that is just like a master class in tension building because it just builds and builds. And there's like piano accents that are just really stunning. And then he lays into that, we want the funk jamming. And it's just like, he starts singing, turn this mother out. And it's just like so good. I was just like listening to this this morning in my bathroom and I was just like getting ready for work and I was like, had like a stank face on. I was like dancing. I was like, yes, I'm going to go all in with you, Sean. I'm here. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and you know, the horns really go crazy on the We Want mm-hmm. Funk section, you know, as, as they come back in here. Uh, I think it's Justin at the front here. He's usually in, in sections like these, he's usually taking the lead on trumpet. Uh, so it sounds amazing. Um, and then they do the ending of the song and then Sean just starts singing, uh, you know, Sly and the Family Stone. Thank you for letting me be myself, uh, which is great. You know, then so go right back into it. Uh, band follows him. Um, man, it's just, it's, it's, it's just, it, it keeps going. You know, it, it ends again. Uh, and then they do like a church shout thing. Um, and then, the way you make me feel like it, there's just there's so much going on uh and i don't think that. yeah <laughs> I, I don't think they, they've ever done anything like this at any other time
I mean, it's just, he keeps just quoting just like kind of classic funk and soul and R&B and it's just, it's incredible. Lanzetti's doing some really cool stuff underneath it all and then kind of gets quiet again and then talk box back. And then, yeah, and then he's, and then he makes Michael take a solo, which is also one yes. of my favorite Sean shticks is just like, no, Michael, you are taking a solo right now. Like in, in April, uh, you know, on their spring tour, when like at the beginning of a, what about me solo? Like, you know, they had written, like Zach was going to take it. Um, and then as the, the solo section started, Sean was just like, okay, Michael Lee, ladies and gentlemen, and then left the stage. Like it's, it's a good shtick. It's so good. And, you know, somebody's got to do that to Michael because he's not going to call give himself a solo. So it's, it's like, it's, it's perfect. Awesome. Yeah, it's so great. This is this is so great. And then they end back in the We Want the Funk again. And the of crowd course. is just chanting. And then at the end, it's so great. You just hear Sean go, go home. Yeah. Go home. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, we don't have to go home just yet mm -mm. as we have one more track here. Today's bonus track, which is – 12 17 17 quartermaster from buenos aires i buenos aires? aires something like that i think those are the r is pronounced like that anyway from argentina <laughs> i don't know uh, i don't know Ryan, a few days like earlier that, you a few days that. earlier this um you know when i first started listening to a bunch of live uh snarky puppy shows this was one of the ones that was originally on nugs i listened to this i listened to this quartermaster i was like ooh. This is really good. You know, comes in. Michael takes the bass intro as normal. And JT comes in on this halftime, incredibly funky beat uh, yeah. that, that comes for this first half of the song. And Bill's solo here is just, it's it's like, it's amazing. It's amazing. So, so patient, you know, starts off really slow, um, you know, playing a lot of chords, not stepping out too much, a lot of rhythmic work from him. Brown thrown in, the horns get in on. Um, shout out to, uh, I think it's Bullock, who takes a very, very rare flub uh, towards the beginning of the song here. I didn't even hear it because, you know, I'm not a flub counter, Ryan. There you go. I'm, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm I don't kidding. mean it in a negative way. <laughs> no, listen, it's amazing. These people never make mistakes, so it stands out when they do. But yeah, I love this version. It's so dancey. That solo is so jazzy and effortless. It's just, it's fantastic. 
And then at the end, they've got the horns come back in and there's that kind of like Americana, jazzy, New Orleans swing feeling. It's just, it's beautiful. This is a cool version. It's like so different from some of the other kind of more like monster versions we've heard. I really liked it though. Yeah. And we get another uh, church shout, uh, you know, at the end, uh, Sean, you know, they, they end the song and Sean just holds a chord on the organ for like a minute straight. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if the rest of the band left or they were all just like standing yeah. watching him hold the chord on the organ or something else was happening, but they come back in, they do the shout. It's a lot of fun, great energy and, you know, great way to finish the episode. Yeah. And the show, I mean, I think that this is a quartermaster is like such a great end to the show. Always. Yes. 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 I mean, it's great anywhere, you know, opener, middle of the set, closer. It, it, just it play can it. work. It's just, yeah, exactly. Thank you. They haven't played it, you know, in almost in three and a half years. Like that. I mean, people are going to go nuts when they bust that out. I can't wait till that happens in Toronto. Oh my God. Yeah. We're just going to talk <laughs> it into existence. So in conclusion, we are, we have done three shows from the year 2017. We are now closing out that year. We're heading uh, just two months into the future for our next episode, but the band is going to sound very, very different, even though it's actually not that different of a lineup. Um, but they are going to sound very, very different. We are heading to 217.18 for episode mm. eight. Uh, Raleigh, Raleigh. Uh, I never Raleigh. know. How to pick. Raleigh, North Carolina. We are heading there back to Raleigh. Uh, our second episode from Raleigh. Different venue, but hey, Snarky Puppy plays good shows there. Uh, in that city you know yeah. fish also plays good shows in that city i have a lot of friends in that city i grew up going to shows in college there so i raleigh's a great place to see music well maybe we should all just go to north carolina to see shows i think that's the let's do it that's the that's the moral of the story here but we'll be I'm back going this summer <laughs> i'm not <laughs> we'll be back in two weeks uh with episode eight uh so of course everybody uh of course I'm going to keep saying, of course, over and over again. Just do it. Everybody let us know your favorite parts of today's episode. Other favorite moments from this late 2017 South American leg. Uh, if you've got any and what you're looking forward to coming up, just you know, tag us on social media at Things of Gold Pod. We do always want to hear from you. Yeah, please reach out. And thanks for all the support. It's been so fun to hear from people and hear how you're liking the pod. Yes. All right. Well. That brings us to the conclusion uh, of episode seven here, Things of Gold. Thank you, everybody, so, so much for listening today. Have yourselves a fantastic day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.